Hey, y'all. We're continuing our journey through the Judges today, and throughout Scripture, we see time and time again that God uses unlikely heroes to save his people and to bring his people out of oppression. And the last story, God sent a left-handed hero, which was very rare in that time, in in the context of the time and place they lived in. And this time, he's going to send a woman. So, And we know in the cultural context and time of, of the day, women were not thought of highly. And we'll just leave it at that. In chapter 4, verse 1, after Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth Hagoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. And what happens when you cry out to the Lord for salvation? He saves you. So in verse 4, Deborah, the wife of Lipidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh, in the land of Naphtali, she said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out ten thousand warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor, and I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River, and there I will give you victory over them. So again, we have a situation where they're ask, they're they're telling to call out the people, call them out, and God is is telling them and promising them, look, I'm going to give you victory over this people, so they can trust God and know that they're going to have victory. And when you trust God, you 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 get His victory, you get His His strength and His might on your side. And Deborah was a prophet and a judge, and she was the mouthpiece of God. And she tells them to call up. And we're supposed to call each other up, not out. We're supposed to call each other and speak grace and truth and truth in love. Our words can heal or hurt. So we need to be speaking with wisdom and be very guarded on how we speak to people and be, be quick to hear and slow to speak. And we're supposed to speak life and hope to a hopeless world. And Dev gave the word to go. And we... Don't know what they're going to do yet, but he's, she is giving the word from God to go and guaranteeing that God is going to give them victory. And we'll see what happens next here in verse 7. I will call out Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River, and there I will give you victory over them. Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. So here we have Deborah becoming a warrior prophet, not just a prophet anymore. He wants her to go with. He is a little uneasy. He He's willing to go, but he wants her with him when he goes. So she answers in verse 9, Very well, she replied, I will go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak Kadesh and Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with them. Deborah also went with them. So they go. They're going into the battle. They, they 
we get a clear message to stop seeing things that you are not and start believing in who God is. This is a battle, and we can believe and have faith that God has the victory. He is our victor. We can trust him. In verse 11, now Heber the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hobab, had moved away from the other members of his tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zananim near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for 900 of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched from Harasheth Hogoyim to the Kishon River. So here we have the battle coming. Then Deborah said to Barak, Get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. And when Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sisera leapt down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Rasheth Hogoyim, killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. Meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Hebar the Kenite, because Hebar's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm so thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. She didn't give him the water he asked for. She gave him milk. Warm milk has sleeping properties that relax you and cause your body to tire out. And he had also just battled in a war and ran for his life. So he's exhausted, and he now just has some warm, cozy milk in his belly. In verse 20, Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anyone comes and asks you if there are anyone else here, say no. But when Sisera fell asleep from extreme exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and tent peg in her hand, and she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground. So he died. When Barak came looking for Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said, Come, and I will show you the man that you were looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Sisera lying there dead with the tent peg through his temple. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. So we have Deb giving the word to go, Deb and Barak going, and Jael finishing the battle. This was a very much a woman-led victory in every way, shape, and form imaginable. Deb never wavered. She was faithfully obedient and trusted God 100% wholeheartedly. She had a, she brought the girl power under God. And Satan knows your name. He knows who you are. But and he calls you by your sin. He knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. But God knows your sin and calls you by your name. And he says, come on, I'm calling you up. Let's go. You will be victorious. God wants to use us. And he wants us to just trust him and have faith in him. No one took a woman, a woman serious at that time, and especially not as a fighting force. But here we have a woman leading Barak into an army in a, in, in a battle, and J.L. being the one that finishes the battle and wins it. In J.L. in Hebrew, the name actually means useful 
wild mountain goat. And boy, did she bring that forth. She conquered and finished that battle like a queen. And people around you may tell you that you shouldn't, couldn't, or wouldn't. But what is God telling you? What is God directing to you, directing you to do? We can go boldly with faith in God. And we can walk boldly into battles knowing God is on our side and God has us and God has the victory. Satan's tactics are to remind us who we're not instead of who we are in him. And the men were basically cowards in this. We have a man coward. Look, I don't want to go. I don't want to fight this war. Not without you. So then they win the battle and we move on here. Um, oh, another message quick. God values women and uses them as warriors. Women are warriors. And if God calls you, no matter what, there's nothing anyone else around you can say or do to stop it. So then we have the song of victory, the song of duet of, of Deborah, which was a duet with Barak and Deborah praising God's people in their willingness to go and listen and be obedient. And we're, we're willing, we can, we can move, we can be warriors and warriors must be willing. And here they praise God for his victory in the battle. They give him the glory where it deserves to be. He gets all the glory. So let's go on chapter five, verse one, and see this song for ourselves. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. Israel's leaders took charge and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings, pay attention, you mighty rulers, for I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you set out from Seir and marched across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. Quick note here on the rain. Rain makes mud and they had chariot wheels and if you think about it, their chariot wheels probably sank into the mud, which probably caused a lot of confusion. God definitely won this battle for them. And I'm not going to sing this because I don't want I want to spare your ears. In verse 5, the mountains quaked in the presence of the Lord, the God of Mount Sinai, in the presence of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, and in the days of Jael, people avoided the main roads and travel travelers stayed on winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates. Yet not a shield or spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors in Israel. My heart is with the commanders of Israel, with those who volunteered for war. Praise the Lord. Consider this, you who ride on fine donkeys and who sit on fancy saddle blankets and you who walk along the road. Listen to the village musicians gathered at the watering holes. They recount the righteous victories of the Lord and the victories of his villagers in Israel. Then the people of the Lord marched down to the city gates. Wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, wake up and sing a song. Arise, Barak, lead your captives away, son of Abinoam. So here, maybe maybe God's calling any one of us to wake up, to rise up and to go. In verse 13, down from Tabor marched the few against the nobles. The people of the Lord marched down against the mighty warriors. They came down from Ephraim, a land that once belonged to the Amalekites, and they followed you, Benjamin, with your troops. From Akir, the commanders marched down. From Zebulun came those who carry a commander's staff. The prince of Issachar were with Deborah and Barak. They followed Barak, rushing into the valley. But in the tribe of Reuben, they were great. In, there was a great indecision. 
Why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds to hear the shepherds whistle for their flocks? Yes, in the tribe of Reuben there was great indecision. Gilead remained east of the Jordan, and why did Dan stay home? Asher sat unmoved at the seashore, remaining on his harbors, but Zebulun risked his life, as did Naphtali on the heights of the battlefield. The kings of Canaan came and fought in Tanakh near Marigold's spring, but they carried off no silver treasures. The stars fought from heaven. The stars in their orbits fought against Sisera. The Kishon River swept them away. That ancient torrent, the Kishon. March on with courage, my soul. Then the horse's hooves hammered the ground, the galloping, galloping of Sisera's mighty steeds. Let the people of Miraz be cursed, said the angel of the Lord. Let them be utterly cursed, because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty warriors. Most blessed among the women is Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. May she be blessed above all women who live in tents. Sisera asked for water, and she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him yogurt. Then with her left hand, she reached for a tent peg, and with her right hand for the workman's hammer. She struck Sisera with the hammer, crushing his head. With a shattering blow, she pierced his temples. He sank, he fell, he lay still at her feet. And where he sank, there he died. From the window, Sisera's mother looked out. Through the window, she watched for his return, saying, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why don't we hear the sound of chariot wheels? Her wise woman answer, and she repeats these words to herself. They must be dividing the captured plunder with a woman or two for every man. There will be colorful robes for Sisera and colorful embroidered robes for me. Yes, the plunder will include colorful robes embroidered on both sides. Lord, may all your enemies die like Sisera, but those who love you rise like the sun in all its power. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years until the next cycle. (laughs) That last part was my addition. So that concludes the story of Deborah and JL, our women victors. Thanks, Yael, and I hope you're having a wonderful day.